You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy April Fools to you all. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast here on a Thursday. No, we're not going to screw around and make up a bunch of fake news items for you with regards to BYU, but we will give you the news you need to know as a Cougar fan ahead on today's show. Of course, it is a hashtag Twitter Thursday answering your guys' questions. Also going to be talking about the official announcement from BYU of both Puka and Samson Nakua joining the BYU football program and, of course, catching you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news, a West Coast Conference championship for BYU women's volleyball, as well as a new commitment to the BYU football program from Weber High School and Cannon DeVries. So plenty to get to ahead on today's show. Our title sponsor today is our good friends over at rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car, truck, or SUV could ever need. Check them out at rockauto.com. All right, without further ado, let's dive on in and cover it all. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for April 1st, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast, Focus on all things BYU. You heard that right. We are your daily podcast. We're here Monday through Friday, keeping you up to date on everything you need to know as a BYU fan and doing it in a nice, tidy package, 20 to 30 minutes, and get you on with your day. Had a good chat with a good friend yesterday and Rich and Rich I know you're listening to this a big ups to you we're gonna be talking more about what I've been doing with Rich in the near future here but he mentioned the fact that he wakes up every day and listens to me while he is soaking in his hot tub can you imagine that I'm hanging out with him in his hot tub figuratively because I have my day job of course doing DJ and PK in the morning for the zone but nonetheless I thank you guys whenever you guys listen and hopefully you guys have made it part of your routine every day Please make sure you hit that follow button wherever you're listening in from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, the Odyssey app, no matter what it might be, make sure you follow along and also leave us a rating and review, especially on Apple Podcasts, those five-star ratings, as well as your guys' comments really make my day whenever I see them. So thank you for your help with this podcast, building this audience, just having a blast, plain and simple. I love doing this and it is a ton of fun to do. So a lot to get to ahead on today's show. So let's get into it. Let's start off with the good news. BYU head coach Kalani Satake announced yesterday the signings of transfer wide receivers Puka Nakua from the University of Washington and Samson Nakua from the University of Utah. Both of them are Provo, Utah natives. They've signed scholarship agreements to attend their hometown university and join BYU for the upcoming season. Both of them, based on what I understand, will enroll later this summer potentially as soon as the spring term, which what usually ends up happening at what the end of this month or the early part of May, they could enroll right away and get into player run practices, start learning the playbook, getting work with the quarterbacks at BYU. And this is great news. Obviously, both of them are going to bring a new element to the BYU offense. Pukunakua, one of the most highly decorated, if not the most highly decorated wide receiver in Utah high school history out of Orem High School. Samson, an All-State player in his own right at Timview before going to Utah for the past five years. 
both of them are going to bolster an already pretty strong lineup of talent for BYU. And the good news is they only make BYU that much more dangerous on offense. I don't need to rehash everything I've talked about with these two over the past few weeks since the rumors and the news came out that we helped break here about them deciding to come to BYU. But the good news is, is that they are officially locked in with the Cougars. That's what you were hoping to see. Uh, Some of us, including yours, truly thought it might not happen, the announcement that they were joining the program until this summer. But the good news is, yes, they have signed their scholarship agreements and they will be members of the BYU football program. And I'm really looking forward to this. I am of the opinion that both Samson and Puka will immediately be part of at least the two deep at wide receiver for BYU, and both of them could challenge to start for the Cougars this season, and I mean that because you lose Dax Milanoff last year's team. Obviously, you lose a big void there. You're going to have Gunnar Romney, who is expected to reprise his role on the outside for BYU, but to imagine both Samson Nakua and Puka Nakua in the lineup for BYU alongside guys like a Chris Jackson, a Gunnar Romney, Romney, Cody Epps when he's healthy, just so many guys out there that are available for BYU at wide receiver, whoever ends up being the quarterback, and my bet is still on Jaron Hall being the guy at least to start the season, and if he stays healthy, he'll be the guy the entire year, but obviously, you've just got to find out how he's going to hold up physically, but regardless of whoever is the quarterback, they're going to have no shortage of weapons to throw the ball to this year, and that's with them losing two guys who are likely going to end up in the NFL in Matt Bushman and Dax Milne. Crazy enough, I'm of the opinion that BYU's offense could be as good as it was a year ago. And they lose Zach Wilson, they lose Dax Mill, and they also lose Matt Bushman. Uh, Am I crazy to say that? Maybe I am, but I am really, really bullish on what the Nakua brothers are going to bring to BYU. I know that their overall production have been some scant numbers at points during their career, but I'm telling you what, I've seen enough from them, and they've got the passion, the fire, the drive, the desire to be great, that I think they will be able to bring that to BYU and help elevate the Cougars. And the nice part is, BYU is facing a much stiffer challenge this season with regards to the schedule. Seven Power 5 teams. Well, you need all the firepower you can get, and I can guarantee you this. The Nakua brothers, they are two more bullets, figuratively, to go in Kalani Satake's chamber, and he's absolutely going to use them to great effect. Aaron Roderick, I'm sure, is already scheming up how to deploy these guys. You know that the coaching staff is familiar with both of them, because they recruited both of them to BYU at different points during the recruiting process for both of them, and I couldn't be more excited to see the Nakua brothers back out there for BYU, and like I said, I really do believe if they get steady quarterback play, BYU's quarterback position and their offense overall could be as good as it was a year ago. And that may be a little bit of a bold statement, but I'm of the opinion it really could be that good. And does that mean they're going to go out and win 11 games? No, I'm not saying that right now. I'm just saying this offense can be just as potent in the 2021 season as it was in 2020. And the nice part is you have two four-star caliber wide receivers joining this lineup. It's an embarrassment of riches if you're BYU, and now it's just a matter of it coming together, getting the right guys in the right spots, and allowing them to have success and gel and get on the same page. 
it's just it, it's a really really cool thing to see the Nakua brothers coming home to play for BYU. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we will answer your guys' questions. Of course, it is a hashtag Twitter Thursday. Looking forward to answering what you guys send in on social media this week. We'll get to all of that here momentarily. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at RockAuto.com. Guys, love this company. They're title sponsor on today's show, and for good reason. It is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, you need a new bumper. No matter what it might be, Rock Auto has got it for you guys. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks and it's delivered directly to your door. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate and I can attest to that I've checked them out multiple times and ordered parts from them. Quickly see all of the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specification, and even the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, or in my case, and you might agree with me, a try-it-yourselfer. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can get them for rock-bottom prices at rockauto.com, guys? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car, truck, or SUV could ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right, friends, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, is it hashtag Twitter Thursday here on the podcast answering your guys' questions? Feel free to send them in anytime via social media. doesn't necessarily just be on Twitter, but you can follow the show on Locked on Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Same handle for all three platforms. You can send it to my personal Twitter feed if you'd like to as well. Jacob C. Hatch is my Twitter handle. Or email the show anytime. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address to reach out to us that way. All right, getting into your questions. Let's start off with a longtime listener, a frequent asker of questions. It's our good friend Tyler Bergner. Tyler says, do you expect Dallin Holker to make an impact in 2021? Those of you don't, who are not familiar with Dallin Holker's name, he's a tight end who really had a breakout campaign as a true freshman before embarking on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And he is going to be a guy I think BYU fans are very excited to see back on the field. To answer your question, Tyler, it's a matter of how his body responds to the training. He was already training with Jordan Pendleton, a guy he has trained with multiple times throughout his high school and an early college career. The day he got home from his mission, it was actually even officially released as a missionary. He's wearing his missionary tag and Jordan Pendleton's posting about him working out at his gym. I can tell you this much. Uh, Dallin Holker, he will get into those quote-unquote four games you're allowed to have in terms of being a red shirt at minimum. But if his body responds the right way, there's no reason why BYU wouldn't put him back out on the court right away. The interesting part will be who he supplants in terms of the overall depth in the tight end unit. Uh, if you remember uh, two weeks ago now, was it, that we caught up with Steve Clark? He talked about the fact that a lot of guys were injured during spring ball, but there are just a lot of bodies in the tight end room for BYU. And Holker 
really had a great freshman campaign, but he's going to have to earn his right to get onto the field in 2021. We all know that it's going to be Isaac Rex leading the way at the tight end position for BYU in 2021, barring something unforeseen. There's no reason to think that if Dallin Holker is in shape, he can't contribute. But it's my opinion, maybe he is more uh, set to end up playing in the four games in redshirt to really get himself back fully right before really being deployed once again. But there's no reason to believe if his body is right, he couldn't contribute right away, Tyler. All right, on to other questions here. Let's go to Garrett at SF Garrett on Twitter. Do you think Alex Barcelo will return for another season? This actually pairs well with another question from our good friend Ryan Welling at Ryan underscore Welling, uh, saying if Alex Barcelo and Brandon Averett don't come back and Harding transfers from the program, who will handle the ball? To answer Garrett's question first, uh, this week I think we'll get some clarification on Alex Barcelo. I've heard from multiple sources inside the BYU basketball program that he's kind of gone back and forth considering coming back at points, but also deciding, you know what, I'm going to go play pro ball somewhere at other points. It is my personal gut feeling that Alex Barcelo will depart the BYU basketball program, and that's nothing against the program. Let's be clear about this. It's just him deciding, you know what, it's time to go make money playing professionally. I know a lot of guys out there, there's a clock ticking in their head. They're talking about, well, I want to make my money, and well, this is an opportunity for Alex Barcelo to do so. Is he going to make it in the NBA? I don't think so. Could he make it in the G League? Potentially, but he could go overseas to Europe, and I think make a very, very fine living over there if that's what he ultimately wants to pursue. But it's my gut feeling that Alex Barcelo will leave BYU. I uh, call it a career, an absolutely stellar pickup out of the University of Arizona. And I can't think of any reason why you wouldn't consider him an A-plus success in terms of the BYU basketball program. And if he does surprise and come back for another year, you welcome that. There's no doubt about that. And to answer your question, Ryan, who's going to handle the ball? Well, I think BYU's really pushed all their chips in on getting Mikey Saunders out of the transfer portal. The former Wasatch Academy product, transfer from the University of Cincinnati. He's not the biggest guy in the world. He's more in the vein of a Brandon Averett where he's a little undersized. They list him at six foot, but if he's six foot, I'm probably six two. That's my personal opinion. But he is lightning quick. He's got the ability to create his own shot. And like we have talked about previously, he's got familiarity with the state. He spent two years in Mount Pleasant uh, playing for the Wasatch Academy. He was teammates with guys like Fuseni Traore, as well as Caleb Lohner, both guys who are going to be part of the BYU uh, basketball program. And Richie Saunders also, who is not related to him, a guy who's on a mission right now, will join the BYU uh, football basketball program after his mission was also a teammate of Mikey Saunders. So this is a guy who I think BYU is very confident in landing. Obviously there are going to be no shortage of suitors for Mikey Saunders. He's a four-star prospect for a reason. Uh, Scored a season-high 19 points late in the season for Cincinnati. Really started to emerge as a guy that you said, oh wow, this kid could really do something. Well now he's in the transfer portal and if BYU gets him and they, they do lose Alex Barcelo, Brandon Averett, and like you mentioned, Connor Harding. He very well could be one of the primary ball handlers for the BYU basketball program. But there will be other guys on the roster who are, are sitting there thinking, well, now's my time to shine. Guys like Hunter Erickson, who redshirted this past season, played sparingly, uh, but he's got to be thinking, now it's my time to step up and really assert control of this offense. And we'll see who ultimately comes out as the quote-unquote ball-dominant guard for the BYU basketball program, but as I've stated previously, and I'll continue to state it, 
I trust Mark Pope will put together a program and a team that will be competitive and will challenge for the NCAA tournament out right away. The biggest thing I think he's looking for is true athleticism and speed on the guard line, and that's one thing that Mikey Saunders absolutely can contribute if they can land him. But like I said, they have got their work cut out for him to ensure his commitment and also him signing with the program. That's still a far from a done deal, but I think it'd be a fantastic pickup if they can get him. All right, and then finally, a question here from Calvin Johnson coming in at CJ Real Hoops, or is it Real Hoops, uh, Calvin, uh, with the one on the end. So CJ Real Hoops, or Real Hoops 1 on Twitter. He asked the question, which Nakua brother has the biggest impact? I think this is a question, uh, Calvin, that needs to some clarification. Are you asking for the biggest impact in 2021 or their overall impact for the BYU football program? Because if you want to talk about the overall impact, well, Kai Nakua is the leader in the clubhouse. There's no doubt about that. But uh, if you're talking about just the Nakua brothers who have joined BYU as of yesterday, speaking of Samson and Puka, I am of the opinion in 2021 that Samson may have a little bit bigger role or a bigger impact just due to his experience factor in terms of helping the BYU offense. But obviously, time is on the side of, of Puka Nakua. And I think Puka Nakua is a more gifted wide receiver, a more gifted athlete, might be the best athlete in the family of the Nakua brothers. So I would expect that at some point, Puka Nakua becomes either the best Nakua to have come through BYU or at least the second best. But it is my opinion that potentially here in 2021 that Samson has the bigger impact due to his experience factor, due to the fact he's only got one season left. He wants to go out and prove something, uh, bolster his opportunities potentially at the next level. He's going to be looking to really make an impact. So I'm going to put my money on Samson in 2021. But long term, obviously, you go with Puka Nakua. How about that for riding both sides of the fence, Calvin? All right. Anyways, thanks for all your guys' questions. Love hearing from you guys. Love catching up, uh, finding out what you guys think of the show. Like I said, if you guys have questions, send them in any time. We're happy to address them and do our best to catch you guys up on everything going on with the Cougars. And just overall having a great time talking BYU sports every single day. Oh, one late question that just came in. Uh, let's get to this real quick. Jordan Tracy Kennard at JKBYU01 says, why are so many players leaving the basketball team while the football team are adding players? Both had great teams just recently. I think the bigger biggest thing is, Jordan, if you listen to my podcast from, let's see, it'd be Tuesday, I talked about the fact that, no, actually Wednesday, yesterday's podcast, I talked about the fact that sometimes it's just a, it's a matter of the sport simply being that guys are looking for new opportunities for themselves, speaking of the guys transferring out of the BYU basketball program. I don't think there's much ill will on either side. BYU wants the extra scholarships to go into the transfer portal and land guys like a Mikey Saunders. But at the same time, they also want the guys who were on scholarship, let's say a Connor Harding or a Wyatt Lowell, Kobe Lee. Well, they want to go out and have a new fresh start and get more playing time because they want to continue to play basketball as long as they possibly can. And the only chance you have to do that professionally is to get on the court. So I think that, yes, both sides understand Understand that it is a business arrangement in many ways. Obviously, BYU is a little bit different. They've been preaching the whole best locker room in America deal, and this doesn't necessarily reflect great on that moniker, but nonetheless, I think that both sides in most of these situations understand where the other is coming from, and that's kind of how things are going about things, Jordan. So hopefully that answered your question. All right, that'll do it. Uh, we'll wrap up the show next with some thoughts. Um, actually, a fun new project I want to announce uh, informally 
Finally, here on the podcast, we'll get to that next. Also celebrating a WCC championship for BYU Women's Volleyball. We'll touch on all of that news here momentarily. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Bet Online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, folks. Football, obviously, in the rearview mirror, but the NBA ongoing, college hoops, the Final Four this coming weekend, NHL in full swing, golf ongoing. Do you know that Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV? They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And if you can imagine it and they don't have it, they'll probably create it for you anyway. That's how great they are. They've got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device now to sign up today for free. And also make sure you receive your 50% welcome bonus upon your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKEDON. You heard that. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You get 50% of your money added onto your account to bet with at Bet Online. It's a great way to get into the betting world, have some fun with it, and do it with some free money, courtesy of our friends at Bet Online. They are your online sportsbook experts. Folks, let's take a minute and talk about a championship with Built Bar. We've been talking about them over this past month, about how they're trying to crown the greatest of all of the Built Bars. We have reached what they're calling the championship round, the best two Built Bars as voted on by you, the listeners, as well as myself. I've been voting on these as well. Will you guys go to BuiltBar.com and determine who is the best of all the Built Bars? We'll talk about who won tomorrow on the podcast. But while you're there at BuiltBar.com, or you can follow them on social media, by the way, on Twitter at bar underscore built. Have your voice be heard. Make sure your vote, vote is counted before the brackets close up for the day. While you're at builtbar.com, though, use that promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your next order. You heard that right. You can save some money on the best tasting protein bars out there. I know they got specials that are running all of the time on builtbar.com, but you can stack these discounts on top of one another. That's the best part about it. So use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. Get yourself to BuiltBar.com, cast your vote in the championship round of the Built Bar Madness bracket, and have your voice be heard as we crown the champion of all of the Built Bars. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Cast your vote now. It's all courtesy of Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bars anywhere. Folks, get yourself ready for the NFL Draft. Join Locked On NFL Draft host Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on all of the 2021 NFL Draft prospects. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, fun things ahead in this new month for BYU and the Locked On Cougars podcast. I am pleased to announce a new initiative. And you guys who have been listening to this podcast long term, we're in our third year doing Doing this, the past two off seasons around this time, I have begun what I have called the 100-day countdown to BYU football. We have had fun doing the roster, the top 100 guys going down from 99 all the way to number one. Last year, we did the greatest Cougar to have worn those respective numbers from 99 to num- number one. Well, I was looking around trying to find a new idea for this year because I'm always in search of fresh content for this show. Well, I was doing some math and looking at past seasons for BYU football, and I know that BYU doesn't formally recognize the four, is it four years I believe they played in the late 1890s? 
1890s, the first game against the University of Utah in 1896 uh, through 1899 that they played football. Well, if you include those years that BYU played before they officially, quote-unquote, started playing football in 1922 up through the present, well, wouldn't you believe it that the 2021 season will be the 100th season of BYU football. So you know what we're going to do to celebrate? You got that right. We're counting down all 100 seasons. Are the early parts of this going to be really hard to come by a lot of concrete stats? Absolutely. But we will honor every team that has played BYU football, no matter if it's been from 1896 or what it's from 1966 or 1996 or 2006. We will have it covered for you guys. We're going to run all of them down. It'll be something that'll be kind of a long-running theme through the offseason here. It will get us through the offseason to BYU football this coming September. It's a fun project. We're going to begin it next week, just as a heads up and looking forward to it, but hope you guys will be along for the ride. There'll be days that we miss it, obviously, with summer holidays upcoming, the 4th of July and the like, but nonetheless, we will make sure we get all of these seasons in before the new season of BYU football begins. Should be a lot of fun. It's going to require a lot of research on my part, but you know what? I am equal to the task, and I will make sure that we have some fun with it, and hopefully you guys will enjoy me bringing it to you as much as I enjoy putting it together and talking about it on the podcast. So kind of a fun thing I wanted to pass along to you guys about kind of where we're going here in the offseason for BYU. All right, some other news and notes for you guys before we go here on a Thursday is a huge congratulations to the 14th-ranked BYU women's volleyball program. They completed their second sweep of Santa Clara yesterday, 25-18, 25-16, 25 to 9, an absolute dominant match in the Smith Fieldhouse. And as such, they clinched the West Coast Conference Championship and the automatic berth into the NCAA tournament. Fantastic, fantastic showing for the Heather Olmstead and her squad. They have a stellar record of 16 and 1 overall, 15 and 1 in conference play to claim the outright conference championship. It's their fifth and sixth years with Olmstead at the helm of BYU as the head coach. Just an absolutely incredible run for BYU women's volleyball, and a huge congratulations to them. They'll be now be awaiting where they're going to be seated in the upcoming NCAA tournament, and I'm not going to count out another deep run in the tournament. They're playing. At peak capacity right now, really playing well. And man, if you almost go perfect in conference play and almost a perfect uh, regular season overall, who's to say that you can't make a deep run when it comes to the NCAA tournament? So congratulations once again to BYU Women's Volleyball. Looking forward to seeing how they do here as the season wraps up. And then a couple of notes on where you guys can find BYU uh, teams in action today. Well, we'll talk about uh, BYU Men's Tennis. They're going to be in Portland today at 11 a.m. Pacific time. That'll be new Mountain Time taking on the Pilots and West Coast Conference play. The women's tennis team is back in Provo at 11 a.m. Mountain Time hosting Washington State at the indoor tennis courts. Best of luck to both tennis programs in action today. BYU Baseball also in action on the road in Santa Clara, California, taking on the Santa Clara Broncos. First game today at 4 o'clock Mountain Time. It will be streamed on the WCC Network. Also a radio call on the BYU Sports Network. Once again, a 4 o'clock first pitch, 3 o'clock there in Santa Clara. And also BYU Softball. They're going to be hosting Baylor or scheduled to host Baylor in a non-conference matchup against the Bears at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. Hopefully they can get that game in. They had their one yesterday against Arizona State canceled. I missed that originally, so I said they were going to play, but obviously they didn't play. So hopefully BYU and Baylor can get this one in. It's supposed to be streaming on BYU TV online as well as the BYU TV app. And then finally, BYU Men's Volleyball, the number two ranked team in the country 
country. Uh, they begin their first of their final two matches of the regular season, hosting USC at the Smith Fieldhouse tomorrow night. That game or that match will be broadcast on BYU TV at 7 o'clock. Jerem Jordan and Steve Vell will be on the call. They do a great job calling the play-by-play action. So tune into that. Also be streaming on the BYU TV app as well. So there you go. The rundown of where you can find teams in action tonight. Tomorrow on the podcast, we will wrap up the week with a lot going on in BYU sports, recapping whatever happens today. Also need to talk about a new commitment to the BYU football program. It's something I mean to touch on earlier this week, but Cannon DeVries from Weber High School. He is committed to be a BYU football player. What do I see from him on film? A guy I've been familiar with for some time now. We'll talk about that ahead on tomorrow's show and obviously we'll wrap up the week, give you a look ahead to the weekend and everything else going on in BYU sports. So until then, have a great rest of your day. It's been a pleasure to be with you guys on this Thursday edition of the show. Have a good one. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for April 1st, 2021 and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.